0: Welcome to the Pooch Parenting Podcast, a podcast for parents with dogs. I'm Michelle Stern, a certified professional dog trainer, mom, and former teacher. Living with kids and dogs at the same time can feel like a circus. I know because I lived it too. Join us as we interview a variety of experts and parents to discuss topics that will make parenting with dogs easier, safer, and less chaotic, Also, you can love living with your dog again. I'll always keep it real which might even mean that you hear the messiness of life in the background on occasion, but at least you know you're not alone. Today's question comes from a member of my free Facebook group, Parenting Kids and Dogs. In this episode, we will dive into her question and tackle the common dilemma of where to place your puppy's crate for optimal training in a busy household with kids. While many sources recommend placing the crate in the family room or the busiest area of the house, this may not always be the best choice for every family or for every puppy. We will explore the pros and cons of different crate placement options for families with kids, and will provide practical tips to help you find the perfect spot for your puppy. If you're dealing with a curious puppy and a busy toddler, we've got you covered. I hope you enjoy the episode. I'll read you her question now. So this mom says, I'm trying to crate train my 13-week-old puppy, but I'm unsure where to put the crate. Many of the places I've checked say that it should be placed in the room that has the most traffic of people. For example, the family room. My doubt stems from the fact that I have a three-year-old daughter, and when the puppy pen used to be in the family room, the puppy was always paying attention to all of us, especially my daughter, and rarely slept. If I put the crate in another room, it might be considered as isolating the puppy. But if I put the puppy in the family room, he's always alert to what we're doing and rarely sleeps. So where should we place it? This is a great question, and it is a common question and one that I deal with a lot with my clients, but also with my own dogs. And as many of you know, I am currently raising a puppy who is a little over four months old now at the time of this recording, and I'm working hard at trying to figure out how to meet her needs so that she gets enough rest, because as many of you know who have puppies, a tired puppy Can often be a bitey puppy or a naughty puppy because when we're all tired, we don't always make the best choices. But before I answer her question directly, I want to talk a little bit about why we might want to use uh, some type of confinement, such as a crate or a pen, for a puppy in the first place. Now, typically puppies are busy and they're curious and they want to explore their world. And they're also learning that going potty outside is a better place than going potty inside. And so we have to give our baby dogs management to help them be successful. So the same way that we're not going to just turn our toddler loose in a house with stairs and a hot stove and a full bathtub we will use management so that we can keep our child safe because otherwise our child might get burned or could fall into the bathtub. I don't even wanna talk about the consequence of that. But in any case, you get the idea. We need to step up as parents and set up our children and our puppies for success. And so for people who have puppies, common wisdom often says, get a crate and crate train your puppy. And I don't object to that. And in fact, my puppy probably does about half of her naps in a crate, and she sleeps at night in a crate next to my bed. And during the rest of her naps, she sometimes chooses to rest on her own on a raised bed that I have here in the kitchen. It's actually right behind me as I'm talking right now, and she is napping at the moment. But I have to confess that this is a very busy puppy, and sometimes she won't choose to rest by herself, and she needs the help of being put somewhere where there's nothing else to do. Otherwise, she bothers her older dog brother, or she destroys toys, or is otherwise somewhat bothersome when she's really tired. And I think it's mainly out of sort of that FOMO, that fear of missing out, That she just wants to be busy and alert and aware and she wants to learn about her world. But the consequence of that is that when she is overtired, she bites more and she's not very pleasant to be around. So I need to help her. And the way that I help her is say, you know what, you're not making great choices. I'm going to help you rest by putting you in a pen so that you have nothing else to do and napping looks like a great option. Now for my puppy, a crate is what she's already comfortable with because the breeder I got her from used crates for the puppy's nap times already. So I didn't have to teach the skill from scratch. My puppy is not stressed out in the crate. She doesn't panic or worry excessively. And some puppies do, and so it's really important that we don't put our puppies in a situation where we're setting them up to have anxiety or a panic attack. Now, many dogs have what we call confinement anxiety, and they really don't like being trapped, and a crate can feel like a trapping type of environment. And so many families have more success with something like a playpen. And I'm not talking about a pack and play. I'm talking about something that might be sold as what's called a play yard or a play pen for children. My favorite is the Toddleroo brand, and I will link to that in the show notes below. I love a lot of things about it. It's got an easy door to use with just one hand, and there are vertical only slats which don't allow puppies to get a foothold so they can climb out of this pen. It also looks nice in my opinion. So I will link to that in the show notes so that you could see what it looks like. And so for many puppies, being in a pen gives them more space. It doesn't have a lid on it and so it doesn't feel quite as confining. And if you put a water bowl in there and a bed and maybe one calming toy or something of that nature, your puppy might be less stressed in a pen. Now, the answer to this mom's question I will get into, but I do want to say that my answer will expand on her question a smidge by including a pen or a crate. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how you contain the dog so much as that you give the dog a safe place where it can't get into trouble. It can't go potty behind the couch or eat your kid's toys or eat your favorite shoes because it's contained somewhere safe. This is really, really important if you have a puppy and you're raising kids at the same time. I've already talked a little bit about how many puppies can be distractible, and so it's only natural that a young puppy in a home with a busy toddler is going to have trouble resting if the puppy is watching the child instead of taking a nap, because watching kids is a little bit like watching TV. You can't always look away. You never really know what's going to happen. And so common wisdom is, wouldn't it be great if the puppy could learn to nap anywhere? And yeah, I agree. It would be amazing if a puppy could nap in the middle of all the shenanigans that happen in a house with kids. That is kind of amazing. But it's also not very realistic. And I think it sets a lot of parents up to feel frustrated and to feel like they're doing something wrong because they're setting their puppy up to be overtired or exhausted or to be watching the kids instead of napping. And that's not what we want. Now, this mom is really sweet, and she's concerned that if she puts the puppy somewhere more quiet to rest, that she's isolating the puppy, which might feel punishing. But at the end of the day, just like we do with our children, we have to make decisions that set up our babies, whether they're our fur babies or our human babies, for success. And so if that means that we need to put the puppy in a quieter part of the house to rest, then that's what we need to do because a puppy who's not resting is not going to be a well-adjusted puppy at the end of the day. So if you're worried about the puppy or worried that it might be stressed out or that it'll wake up and bark too much and then have a negative association with the pen or the crate, then I would advise that you set up a camera. You can use a baby monitor with a camera or you can use another type of camera. I have one called a Yi home camera and I can link to that in the show notes. But it's something that allows me to watch the dog. I can get alerts on my phone if there are movements or noises. So it's a really great camera to use either when you're at home or if you're leaving your dog somewhere, such as a pen. While you're out running errands, you can see what your puppy is up to. So I don't want anyone thinking that they're punishing the puppy by asking them to rest somewhere in the house that is a quieter spot, but you do need to pay attention and make sure that your puppy is not in distress uh, in a room that is farther away that you might not notice what's happening. Another aspect of living with kids and dogs at the same time is that kids don't always understand that a sleeping dog needs to be left alone. And toddlers, in particular, have a really hard time following directions and making good choices. That's very developmentally normal, by the way. But we need to set our children up for success so that they don't practice bothering our dogs. And so, if your puppy is in a crate or a pen, We need to make sure that our toddler doesn't run up to it or kick it or poke their fingers through it or try to stuff toys through the holes because not only is that distracting, but it's disrupting the puppy's sleep and it's also allowing the toddler to practice not being respectful to another creature who needs their rest. So a side benefit to having your puppy resting in another area of the house, maybe behind a baby gate in a crate or in a pen or behind a closed door is that our toddler can practice leaving the dog alone while it's resting. Because I need to tell you that however your toddler treats your dog is likely how your toddler will treat other dogs that they encounter in their life. And many dogs will bite your child if your toddler disrupts them when they're sleeping or startles them. So we need to set our child up for success from the get-go so that they can learn a lifetime of respect around resting animals. And frankly, around resting you, because there is nothing worse than being woken up by being startled, by having a toddler poking you or staring you down. So at the end of the day, you need to know your child, you need to know your puppy. There are some puppies that will sleep regardless of what kind of chaos is surrounding them, Those are like unicorns. They're hard to find. But I would say that most puppies would be distracted by a lot of activity in the house. And you can certainly have a pen in a central part of the house where the puppy goes to chew on bones and play with toys while you are otherwise distracted or making dinner. And that way your puppy is part of your family but is safely contained But at the end of the day, when it comes time for sleeping, I think it's absolutely okay if you give your dog a quieter spot of the house. But what this basically means is that you may need multiple zones for your puppy. You may need a play area for your puppy. You may need a resting area for your puppy. And it is okay to think outside the box and try to get creative so that you can meet the needs of all of your family members while keeping everyone safe and happy at the same time. If you feel like you need help with this, you need very specific guidance, I would be happy to help you. You may reach out to me through my website, which is poochparenting.net, or you can feel free to email me at michelle at poochparenting.net, and we can set up an appointment and I can counsel you and your family members on how to live together in harmony. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Pooch Parenting Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast player and leave a review. But even better yet, tell a friend. Are you in some mom's groups, perhaps? Or maybe you're friendly with your pediatrician. Please let them know that resources like this exist. Because the information that I share with my people goes beyond what most baby books offer. And a lot of parents need support. You'd be doing them a favor. Thanks again. Have a great day.